0: Welcome to the City A Show. Hello, everybody. We are back. The City A season is upon us. The long drawn out transfer market is coming to an end. Welcome again to the City A Show. Nima, Chloe it's so so good to be back how are you too
1: Very good thank you I'm good I'm really happy to be recording with you guys again I've really missed it this Yeah day. me too it's, it's been a really really long 3 month summer of mercato rumors and I'm going crazy So I'm really happy it's almost over and that we're back to talking about what you know what games and, and pitches and you know matches again
0: yeah so we have a lot going on here even though we haven't been recording it's actually been quite a busy summer for us first off you may have noticed that our podcast is now hosted by by a different host it's no longer on buzzsprout it's on transistor so for those of you who are accessing us through a new platform through our new podcast network big heads media i would like to say thank you and welcome and soon we will also be having a home page just a little website where you can find all of the recordings and all of the previous episodes as well so as i said a lot going on here now this episode is more of a uh, a bit of a season preview a bit of a weekend preview so there are obviously going to be things that we just don't have the time to get to we're going to be doing two podcasts weekly from now on we're going to be doing a a preview episode which will obviously come out before all the matches at the weekend begin and then we'll be doing a reaction episode so the preview episodes are generally going to be a bit shorter than our normal 45 minutes to one hour reaction episode so this being the preview one it's not going to be nearly as long as the one that you know, houses all of our reactions to the results, the matches, the performances. Um, But we still will get to some talking points that happened throughout the summer. So, Chloe, I want to start with you. There is not enough time in the next two days that we could get to every single talking point from this summer. But just a few of the things that happened this summer throughout the City Out landscape. What are the what are the things that stood out to you? I I have an inkling I might know one of them, (laughs) and it comes in the form of, a legend with one of the ba- best accents I've ever heard in my entire life, uh, Rocco Comiso.
2: Oh, it, what what a hero he is. Um, he's come in and yeah. he saved us from the Della Valleys. Um, anybody who listened to the show last season will know exactly what I thought about Fiorentina's previous owners who were uh, penny pinching and let the team just stagnate, really. Uh, Comiso has come in and in three months, or well, less than three months, he's He's, he's done everything that the fans wanted to see. Uh, I mean, the presentation last night of uh, Franck Ribéry was just out of this world. There were nearly 15,000 fans uh, in the stadium. And, you know, I've said this a lot of times, but Fiorentina fans don't ask for much. They're not asking to win the title. They're not asking to be the best team. They just want somebody who understands them and understands why they care and what's important to them about this team and and Camiso um, and his number two man Joe Barone have just uh have just done that they've just um they they've shown a, a great deal of respect and willingness to learn and they've they've invested in the team which has been lacking for so long you know uh, Milan Badelli has come back in the midfield we've got this uh, great prospect in Eric Pulgar from Bologna uh, Kevin Prince-Boateng in the attack Um, and there's still there's still um, apparently some more players to come in so uh, it's been it's been a massively uh, exciting summer for Fiorentina fans and uh, I just hope that they can back that up on the pitch when the action starts.
1: My favourite part of Comiso uh, coming into Fiorentina is the fact that his, his, uh, his right-hand man, uh, as he's known as in Italian media, is Joe Barone. And that seems to be his official work title. He doesn't, he doesn't have a work, like a job title, other than, <laughs> right, than, than Comiso's right-hand man. And I think that is so so brilliantly... New York Italian that I I, I absolutely love it. Uh, I, I think they they've really been a breath of fresh air. Uh, they've they've shown some some backbone by keeping Chiesa and the way Comiso reacted to that. Uh, I think they've, you know, Fiorentina have, have done some really interesting deals, and uh, I think they'll make a few more before the window closes.
0: Yeah, they have been certainly one of the the talking points of the summer. Ribery coming into the side is fantastic. Him going on Instagram and immediately getting into the thick of it by saying you've been mad <laughs> um, But there are a lot of other things throughout the city that, in my opinion, have been very um, interesting talking points, particularly when you look at the very top of the league in the very bottom our first go at this podcast um where the quality didn't come out so great i i, I thank god it didn't come out because i said brescia what in the world are you doing can you please reinvest mr chalino you haven't brought in anybody of note and i think roughly 24 to 48 hours after we said that uh mario balotelli comes back to the Serie. A. Which for me, anytime he's in the city, uh, it's always fun because I like him. Yeah, um, uh, me I mean, I think yeah, I, I I think he is one of the most unfairly mistreated players that we have seen in the longest time, and I just love watching him. I am admittedly a huge admirer of his, um, but obviously we have Sadri at Juve. We have Napoli in my opinion doing some of the best business in all of uh, in all of Europe you could even make the case for uh, bringing in Chucky from PSV, uh, Manolas from Roma Nima, what is um, what has stood out to you this summer in terms of whether it's a new manager, whether it's a new, reinforcement who is the club that has really caught your eye in that regard
1: um i mean first of all i think i just gotta say on the balotelli thing i think the i think that is the most beautiful transfer uh i think that's the most beautiful signing uh for those who don't know balotelli was raised in brescia uh and 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 i think him coming back to his hometown is, is so beautiful on so many levels and and uh, i i think i hope that he not because now he will be one of the more established players, he will be the the guy everyone in the, that in that team looks up to, and I think I, I hope he's ready to, to take on that responsibility. Um, so I, I really really hope it goes well, and I hope he stays there for the rest of his career because that would be so so beautiful, uh, on so many levels. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's it it's been such an interesting summer uh, in the Serie. A. There's so much going on. You've already mentioned a few. Uh, but I, I think Antonio Conte coming to Inter is is huge, and the impact he has had, and the and the signings that Inter have made, completely revamping the squad. Uh, it's it's a, it's it's the revolution that Inter fans have been talking about that they wanted since pretty much the day after the treble, uh, when Mourinho left. Uh, that has been very eye catching, and and also I. I was telling you before we started recording, I, I am really, really, really impressed with how well uh, Petracchi and Palotta have rebuilt Roma again. Um, I mean, you you'll probably you, you probably know more know more about this than I do, but I think if, if there's one thing that Palotta, during the Palotta era, they've been pretty good at, is, is to begin with, to rebuild, year zero. They're good at that. They, they just don't seem to be able to take the final step to, to, to start winning things. But the rebuild phase has been really impressive. And Petracchi, I think, has been sensational um, in, in what he's done. And uh, for me, Roma, look, are, 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 are a shoe in this thing stand today for, for a top four pl- place, in my opinion.
0: Interesting. Okay, so we're going to be getting to our top four and then our relegation um, candidates coming up here shortly. But real quick... Both of you, do we have a genuine Scudetto race on our hands this season? Yes or no? Chloe, you first.
2: For me, 100% yes. I think, Um, obviously, Juve have dominated for the last eight years, but um, they're they're at a point now where I think, especially with Sari unfortunately, suffering from pneumonia and won't be on the bench for the first two games of the season, that they... they, um, they have got, although they've got such quality in their squad, they they've got a little rebuilding to do, and and the moment that they blink, I think Inter will be ready to pounce because Conte just demands this constant work rate and effort from his players, and I think that um, also Napoli, as you said, with the the signings that they've made and the fact that. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti has had a year of uh, transition time already under his belt, I think that they they too will be ready to challenge and I think, I, I'm hoping that it's going to be much more exciting this year and that we will actually have a genuine title race.
1: When you say title race, uh, do you guys mean that it, the the title will be won on the last day of the season or, or do you think that someone can dethrone Juve? Because for me that, that kind of matters because I, I don't think anyone will be able to dethrone Juve. I think they have their squad is too good uh, compared to the others. Uh, but I think that the the, the distance between them and uh, Napoli and Inter has as it, it it's shrunk. It's it's not as big as it was last season. Uh, so having said that, I I don't know. It depends on your definition of a title race, I guess.
0: Okay. Um, well, they won last. The last the last campaign by eleven points, so will it be under six this yeah.
1: season? I think I think I think yeah. under yeah, 5 It'll definitely be closer. Yeah, I think under five. I think within. I think we'll see we'll see five six points between first and third.
2: I I actually think that somebody else could win it as well this year. I really do. Um, I I know they've got such quality, and I know that they are so used to winning, but. Uh, I'm not saying that Juve won't win it, but I'm saying it could
1: be somebody else. The thing is, though, I don't see who that would be because, you know, I, I, I don't think, you know, although Ancelotti and Conte are fantastic managers, I just don't see the, you know, it, it, Inter have their own uh, situation to deal with, with that, which I think we'll get into uh, a little bit later. Uh, at Napoli, I I think the signings they've made defensively, uh, Manolas is a great signing. Um, your favourite uh, there, John, uh, from Empoli, the ro- the right back. Uh, I think that's a good signing as well. Um, yeah,
0: Dilo Denzel. very Denzo. good signing.
1: Yeah, and, and and I think Lozano is a player that I wanted Inter to sign. Uh, so I, I really rate him. I think he will be great. I just don't see the squad depth for them the same way Juve have to to be able to 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 win week in week out the way I think Juve and Juve uh, will this season. That's why I don't see. Uh, you know, either one of the the, the Inter-Napoli challenging them.
0: Okay, now you you talk about squad depth. However, do you think that Juve will run into a problem with, listen, they have a number of names that they still have to offload. The, The market closes in under two weeks. There are a number of names, a number of players in the side who have been linked to moves away. Uh, Iguain, Manzukic. Uh, I mean, we could go on and on. Rugani, who is for some reason being heavily pursued by Roma. Uh, do you think that? <laughs> do you think that will be an issue for them? It almost seems like there are too many cooks in the kitchen in this case. True. I I
2: just I can't believe that they've. Uh, I mean, obviously they've brought in some good players, but I mean, it, surely this is going to really hinder them. And and Sari said himself that they had six players too many and. I just don't see why it's been so difficult for them to offload these players. And, you know, from, from what they were saying about Rugani, that they were, you know, they were holding out for a high value. And, um, you know, I, I just think, why, why did they not just sell him? They, they, he didn't cost them that much. Um, it seem I don't know, it seems very un-Juve-like to me, that the way that they've operated in terms of player sales mm. this
1: summer. No, I, I, can see, I see your point there, but I still think that at the end of the day, uh, two of the three uh, of uh, Dybala, Mandzukic and Higuain will leave. Uh, it, it, it depends on... Uh, I still think that they will be man- manage to offload the ones they want to offload. I think they will struggle a lot to offload someone like Kedira. Uh, who has made it abundantly clear that he's not going anywhere. Um, so, uh, no, I, I I, mean, for me, uh, the question that I want to know is who's going to be Sarri's Jorginho? Uh, is it Pjanic? But, I've, you know, everyone, every day we read that Pjanic is on his way out. Um, you know, so, so who's it going to be? Who's going to be his Jorginho? Um, Surely not Kadera. <laughs> no, it's, it's not going to be Kadera. And, and it's not going to be Rabiot. And it's not going to be... Uh, Aaron Ramsey, who's not that type of player. Um, no. So I, I, that for me is a bigger question mark. And also, who is who is going to be Sarri's number nine? Who's going to be the bomber in his number nine, uh, in the number nine role? Because uh, he's, he's been very clear that he doesn't want to play Cristiano Ronaldo there. Um, he wants to play him on the wing, uh, although that may change. He may be forced to play Ronaldo as the number nine and, and, and use one of the excess uh, 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 one of the extra wingers he, he has, of which he has quite a few. So um, no, I, I think uh, I, 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 I think all of this will will kind of it, it will it will you know when we get to deadline day, September second, that Monday, I think it will be quite the deadline day because there's quite a lot of things that need resolving. It's you know these things have a domino effect. I mean Neymar is not happy at PSG. Will if he I think if he leaves for one of the big two in Spain then I think DiBala will, will will be the natural replacement. And then Juve can can go to, to Inter to get Icardi and then they can offer someone like Mandzukic plus cash to get Icardi and that, that way they've resolved that. You know what I mean? So I think there's quite a lot. It's, it's a lot of inc- uncertainties right now.
2: Uh, it's why it annoys me really that the the transfer deadline is after the start of the season because you're, you're watching the first few games and you're never really quite sure what's what's going to happen once the deadlines pass you're never really quite sure if that's the final squad or not I mean I remember a few years
1: 100% with that yeah I just just agree 100% with that
2: I remember uh, a few years ago when Fiorentina sold Marcus Alonso to Chelsea on the last day of the deadline and um, they Obviously, under the De La they wanted to accept the cash in. But, I mean, they didn't have any time to get a replacement, so they ended up playing some random um, Milik with a C, not a K, um, who was just absolutely dreadful and, and you know no kind of replacement for Marcus Alonso at all. So it's really difficult when you're the selling club as well um, because they'd already played two games with Alonso.
1: John, I'm, I'm kind of keen to hear what what you think uh, on uh, like what, what's been i mean from a roma perspective what what have you what, what do you make of this new roma
0: you know it, it's been very um interesting I, I thought up until this point it's been going quite well um i'm under the uh, i won't say, well i am under the illusion that had roma had somebody like paulo lopez last season instead of robin olsen they would be the ones in the Champions League right now. Now, many people will probably find that delusional, and that's fine. I'm a Roma supporter to begin with, so there's at least some sense of uh, delusion to begin with to even start supporting this club. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I, I do like the moves they made. I mean, Paulo Lopez has looked really good. Fonseca, I think, plays a very attractive brand of football. I think Nima, you and I... We didn't hide our affection for Diawara, who is a guy I've wanted for, it's 2019. I have wanted him since 2016. I was devastated when Roma decided to keep Nianto Paredes instead of bringing Diawara to the club. I think he's a great reinforcement. I I do like the acquisition of Gianluca Mancini. I think everything they've done up until the last 48 hours has been almost perfect. Um, Why they would think Daniele Rugani is even remotely an acceptable replacement for Costas Manolas or an acceptable addition is beyond me. I don't know if Fonseca Petrachi did not watch him within the last 365 days. But
1: maybe isn't that, isn't but that to... the pact that we've been hearing about? Maybe that's the Juve and Roma pact that we've heard so much about. Oh, get, get, oh, come on. Man. I had to bring it up. Come on, I had to ask your opinion okay. on that. I mean, what do you make of that?
2: Surely um, there's one rumor worse than Rugani that's surfaced over the last few days. Oh no. About a certain Croatian striker.
0: <sighs> okay, so <laughs> I wanted to br- I, I was I was going to wait to see if this even got brought up, but since you opened this can, um Nikola Kalinic, Roma are going it looks like Roma are going to send away Patrick Schick, who um Ramon Monci, if there were if there were crimes against football he would be in jail right now for at least the next decade now i won't say anything worse than that because um he's a very sensitive guy so i won't i, I won't be any more harsh than that but um pat chick looks like he's on his way out i don't know like if you rolled the dice and and a name came up. Um, I don't know how many rolls it would take to get Nikola Kalinic, but I would try and roll again because Chloe, I, I if if Nikola Kalinic is the answer to what Roma are looking for, they're asking the wrong question. I have to, I have to ask I'm you guys sorry.
1: there on that because I I'm not so convinced that it's it's. I don't think Kalinic is coming in to be the starter. I think Jako is. Is this no, no, no. so i think the question they're asking is they want a player who can who's similar who has similar attributes uh to to cali uh, to to jekyll and is is willing to accept to play in a backup uh, posi- like uh, in, a, in a like a backup to jekyll i think that's what the, the question is and i mean is cal really that bad in that situation uh, to me yes because um <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. I
1: mean, compared to Defrel, I mean, if you got De Frel and Chic, and I mean, is it really that bad?
2: In that situation, I'd say yes, because um, all joking aside, he he doesn't have. Um, I'd say the worst thing about him is his weak mentality. And his tendency to let his head drop and to sulk, and he's not the kind of player that is going to sit on the bench and be prepared to fight for a place. He's not. He's not tenacious. He's not. He's he's just, you know, what I would describe as a drip. He's just, you know, I mean, we all saw what happened in the World Cup, and he because of his sulking, he lost out on the chance to play in the World Cup final. And you know, to me, just you know, having watched him at Fiorentina, that that really does sum him up um, and I, I just don't think he's got enough about him to, he's just got no fight in him to, to me, I mean I don't know, I've not watched him at Atletico Madrid, I don't know but I mean his, his goal record is abysmal, I think he's got 10 goals in the last 60 games between Milan and Atletico so it's not exactly like he's been, looks seems like a reformed character or you know.
1: But then, but then but then you've got you've got a you, but then that's great because since uh, Juve needs to get rid of Higuain and Manjuki and you've got a pact with Juve then you can get take one of them. What do you say, done
0: <laughs> I'm not even going to dignify that question with the response. So let's get to our top four predictions because Nima, you seem to make it very clear nobody can unseat Juve. Chloe, you made it seem like maybe somebody could. I think somebody might be able to, particularly when you consider. I mean, guys, even though Saari has come in, isn't their their mentality is still Champions League or nothing, right? I I, I mean, don't you think that will have at least some effect? Well, I
2: mean, I I guess now Sari is uh, a winning manager in Europe, so... um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, who knows? But... I, I I would assume that that is still their their primary focus. I mean, last season their winning of the scudetto seemed very um, subdued because it was uh, they didn't really play good football and it, it it wasn't you know I suppose I mean none of us can sympathise with this, but I suppose it gets a bit boring.
1: Oh um, gosh, well, <laughs> well I mean, um, yeah, but at the Mima? same time. If the, if you win the scudetto eight years running, um, you know you have to keep you know creating new goals and objectives and and, yeah. and and so I think that's the natural part of it. Although it is like you said, Chloe, a bit you know poor like you know John said like poor Juve for winning like it, it's a bit ridiculous. But that's what happens when you have a team dominate the league like like Juve have. Um, I personally don't see that ending this this year. Um, I, I, I think uh, Juve will, will, will win it, but the distance will be um, will be uh, will be much uh, smaller to to second and third. I, I said within five six points uh, one to third.
0: Okay, well then give us your top four then, Nima, for this season for for the 2019 2020 campaign. Nima, your top four is
1: Juve, uh, Napoli, Inter, and Roma, a few uh, five six points behind them in fourth. Chloe.
2: Um, it was interesting, actually, just as a little aside. I, in, in today's uh, Gazetta, there was a, a little thing where they asked all the journalists that worked for them to give their uh, league, league winner, I think it was. And um, there was a real big mix across people saying Juve, Inter, and also Napoli. So there's quite, there's quite a lot of mixed opinions there, I think. Um, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say Inter. Sorry, Nima. I'm trying not to jinx it, but
1: you just, you just jinxed it massively.
2: <laughs> <laughs> then Juve, then Napoli, and then I can't decide out of Milan or Roma. Uh I think I'm gonna say Milan. Okay. Sorry, John.
0: No, that's fine. Um, my top four, Nima. I I am sorry too. Um, but I will say Inter, Juve. Napoli
1: and Roma <laughs>
0: okay um, so there 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 we have it. So when none of these scenarios happen, you can send abuse to all three of us because it is now published in the public sphere for everyone to listen to. That's the beauty of this um, All right, so if we can for a moment just go to the under other end of the table, in the previous episode that didn't ultimately go out, we, we spent quite a bit of time on the newly promoted slash clubs who we believe will be towards the bottom. And like I said before, just signed Balotelli. I said without question, I thought they were already set for the drop. But I feel like adding him is certainly that that pushes them or gives them a, a boost that somebody like uh, Udinese just doesn't possess. So... Chloe, we'll start with you this time. Who okay. is going to make the drop?
2: Uh, I think Lecce certainly um, are a big candidate. Uh, I think they will go. I think Udinese uh, have been very close to the wire in the last few years, so I think, I think they will go, especially if they lose Paul, He's been linked with Fiorentina, so uh, we don't know about him yet. Um, and maybe hellas verona because they've been such a yo-yo club in the last few years
0: well i hope the god verona goes down um and and the the city are gods knowing full well that i would be um in veneto during the holiday they scheduled the roma match at the bentagori just before uh, a few weeks before christmas so thank you um because now i'm obligated to go now nima <laughs> I know you and I are on the same wavelength with that. I don't even want to rehash it again. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Before I go to you, I think Verona, Lecce are almost – you could pencil them in in today Mm -hmm. to make the job. Um, And I'm with you, Chloe. Udinese, they have had a dreadful summer. What are the Pozzos doing? Because it doesn't look like they have any interest anymore because they have not brought in anybody – as you said de paul is the only remotely decent player technical player that they have especially that attack possesses no punch whatsoever so i agree with you chloe i have the exact same uh, bottom three Nima, are you on board or do you think udinese or maybe verona lecce can survive
1: uh, no lecce and hellas are, are for me they're, they're gonna finish last without a shadow of a doubt uh, that's, that's the twenty That's like number 19, you know, and 20 who finishes, uh, 18th. I mean, who, the last, it, it will be down to the wire between, uh, I think Brescia, um, and, um, Udinese and, uh, what's, uh, and uh, Spal, uh, who I think mm. who I'm they've wor- had a poor summer as well. Yeah. And, and I'm worried about them Cause I really, really liked what they did, uh, like how they, how they, I mean, last season, everyone, anyone who's listened to the show knew, knew I was like completely, uh, you know, I was addicted to the to the relegation battle last season uh, in the Serie A because it was so exciting. Um, and and I think, uh, and I really liked the football that Spal played. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm a bit worried there, but but for me, it's between Brescia and Spal for that last last position.
0: Interesting. I I again, uh, Nima, you and I in particular are big fans of having the club situated throughout italy it makes it a lot more fun Mm. i hope lecce can survive just because i'm a big fan of that there are not many southern clubs so i would really really like for them to avoid the drop i just don't see it I, i i really don't i think it's going to be very difficult for them um so let's move away from the summer predictions let's talk about this weekend Opening weekend of the Serie. A. So we have uh, Parma hosting Juve. We have Fiorentina, Napoli. Chloe, we have Udinese, Milan, Cagliari, Brescia, Spal, Atalanta, Roma, Genoa, Verona, Bologna, Samp, Lazio, Torino, Sassuolo, and then Inter in Lecce. Oh, Chloe, I, I have to say your your team against Napoli is without question the one that interests me the most this weekend
2: yeah it's usually a good it's usually a good fixture as well there's usually plenty of goals between them
0: um, how do you see it uh, shaping up
2: i don't know i think it'll obviously it'll be a tough game um but um it's 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 at the Frankie and and the the fans are going to be really really fired up. There's been a lot of season tickets sold this uh, summer and um, they, they're so enthusiastic about this new ownership that I think it will be a real um, it will be a really good atmosphere and the, the the fans are going to get behind the team. So um, I don't know how much effect that's going to have, but you know I, I would hope to see some kind of maybe a two, two draw or something like that. Um And, you know, but it's, it's hard because there's so many new players. You don't, I just don't know how they're all going to gel together.
1: I, I, expe- I expect a lot of goals in that game. Uh, for me, it's, it's one of those crazy games, two, two, three, three kind of back and forth. Um, so I, I expect spettacolo a, a Frankie. We hope so. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly an interesting match. Um, I, the thing that is just so curious to me, Chloe, and maybe you can shed some light on this, this whole thing of playing Kevin Prince-Boletang that started last season is a false nine. Uh, oh, uh, why? Uh, why? 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 No. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And uh, from Montella's perspective, Chloe, I mean, uh, Simeone, I, I mean, he was uh, one of the brightest jewels in all of, the Ah yeah, two seasons ago last season he had a very poor campaign i mean has he really fallen that down uh, the pecking order that they're willing to put bohtang at the false nine i mean that just does not seem inspiring even I know, remotely I,
2: know. Um, I mean there was talk of Simeone even go to hellas verona on loan things yeah, kind of i read that, that
1: yeah I, um, I read
0: that
2: yeah, and, and for all the noise that's coming out of the club seems to suggest that he will be a substitute. So, I mean, they are, I think they are looking to bring um, at least another attacking player in. But I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it does seem very strange.
1: There's a, lot, there's a lot of talk, like it is every summer, about Domenico Berardi to to oh, Fiorentina.
2: we well, get linked with him
1: every year. Yeah, and and, and and there's also talk. I mean, Sky. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much uh, Poli- Matteo Politano's agent confirmed it that uh, there's been an, an offer, an important offer from Fiorentina to Inter for Matteo Politano, which Inter declined mm. because of the. Chaos they have uh, regarding the striker position, uh, the striker department at the club, so they can't really afford to send Politano uh, right now. Um, so I think if they brought in someone like Politano, uh, I think that would, that would be really interesting because it would allow... Uh, it would allow Federico Chiesa to operate as a kind of a false nine as well. I think there would be a lot of position shifting in that in that four-three between the wingers and the four, and the number nine, uh, the striker. So I think I think something like that will, will probably happen.
0: Yeah, I I'm going to just go out on a prediction. I am saying Montella masterclass. He still has the magic in his. <laughs> um, in his suit from when Mr. Rocco took him to Times Square in New York oh, City. That's so cool. That was uh, listen, um, Rocco should have arrived in the City Eye years ago. Mm. The fact I mean, could you get two polar opposite presidents between the Glum De La Valle brothers and this guy? I mean <laughs> not at
2: all. Not get at this all.
0: get get Mr. Comiso a sitcom because I could listen his the way he mixes his english with his italian is is poetry yeah, yeah. i could listen to this guy read an audiobook for two hours awesome. it's just gorgeous stuff
1: um He did try. We should we should mention that he did try to buy Milan uh, before it went to. He did. Yeah, before before Berlusconi sold it to Yong Hong Lee, who eventually defaulted. (laughs) So, maybe maybe that would have been uh, that would have been quite the you know quite the entrance to take over uh, from Berlusconi uh, because they do have like they have like larger than life characters both of them don't they. Uh, so, no, yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy is in the Serie A. It's, it's so nice to see these Italian-Americans, these Americans with Italian roots come, come back to, to Italy and, and bring their, like, their, you know, they, they have a, you know, they, they know the culture and they understand it, but they also, they're American and have a different approach to business and sports business, which I think is ultimately going to do work wonders for the Serie A. Yeah, agreed.
0: Yeah, I think he's great. I think he's an absolute phenomenal personality i'm going to go out on a limb and i say fiorentina actually win um mm. i don't know why i say actually win as if it would be some sort of
2: yeah
0: but we did nearly get relegated last season so. Shock, yeah <laughs> so um yeah i actually think fiorentina nip that one and they take the victory um what is another one that we can discuss uh tonino sassuolo is another interesting one uh Sanplazio, um eusebio di francesco oh, at sampdoria
1: Mm, uh, uh, I, I think very interesting. I, I, when we're talking about relegated teams, I want to add Sampdoria to that because it's not just because I, do, I don't believe in, in Di Francesco's ability to to, 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 to handle a, a team uh, uh, at all. I, I think the situation is, is also very precarious for Sampdoria because whenever you have an ownership change, and that's apparently very, very close to happening at Sampdoria, uh, with, with the with the consortium taking over from from ferrero that always creates a lot of turbulence uh, at a club uh, and and, it, and, it, and it's it's quite a very it's a very difficult situation to handle um when you have a new ownership with the, with, the, with the new ideas and new directors and all that um so i think having someone like Di francesco in charge when you have instability is 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 devastating for Santoria. and i hope they don't get relegated but i think that could That could easily spiral out of control.
0: Well, we have to say they do have Gianluca Vialli in that Mm, consortium who is going to buy them. So maybe that could help ease things. Um, I I think they're very interesting. You know, in in all of the season previews I've been reading, a lot of people are not tipping Lazio to to fight for that fourth position. I found two things interesting. I've seen a lot of people not saying Lazio will will challenge for that Champions League spot and I've also seen the same being said about Atalanta now this weekend Atalanta faced Spal we all have said Spal have had a pretty poor summer um I mean what do you two uh think Atalanta they're playing in the Champions League this season obviously do you think they've reinforced properly a and b um, what do they do at the weekend against
1: spa they're a way to spa i i honestly think that atalanta uh, I, the thing is like when i said uh, roma fourth uh it, it, I, I have uh, lazio uh, fifth and uh, milan sixth and atalanta seventh but that i don't think that there will be much between those fourth to seventh i think it will be like last season where where fourth to seventh is separated by only three three to four points because i think atalanta uh, are a top side in the Serie A, there's no doubt about it. I think they've reinforced in the exact good right way. They've brought in players that suit uh, Gasperini to a T. Uh, I'm very excited to see Luis Muriel, uh, but I think that they, they, to be able to to handle playing in the Champions League and the Serie A uh, with with the, with the, with a the squad that is, is not that big is will will cost them, and that's why I think they'll finish seventh. Uh, as for lazio i agree with you i think lazio are i don't understand why people don't rate lazio because lazio to me are they they've they've not lost any any big player at all and they've only reinforced and and you know simone Inzaghi won you know last season won the coppa italia and and he's he's you know he he's signed a new contract if i'm not mistaken with, with, with the club and he's going to stay there and, and and he's a very good manager so i i definitely rate lazio uh, so I, I I think they will uh, I think they they'll, they'll win this weekend uh, and for me At- uh, Atalanta will draw.
2: Yeah I think I think being in the Champions League is obviously something very new for Atalanta and um, you know I think Muriel's a, a good signing and I think uh, Martin Skirtle will bring some experience to them as well but I think being in the Champions League will just see them naturally just drop off a little bit in the league because, you know it is something very new and different, and um, <laughs> I mean I, I guess they get written off every year, and Gasparina keeps proving people wrong, but I'm not sure he can keep doing that over and over again. Um, so, I, you know maybe they maybe they still finish in the Europa League spots, but I, I I just I can't see them finishing fourth or higher at all this year.
0: Now before we sign off here, each of you pick a match that really stands out to you this weekend other than the ones that we haven't already discussed uh for me Cagliari Brescia and we talk about reinforcing sides who have improved themselves I'm hard-pressed to think of a side who has raised their overall level of quality more than Cagliari I mean yes they did get rid of Barella to Inter but what they've done with that money in my opinion has been nothing short of sensational to get Nangolan to potentially reinforce the attack with the Frel who is in between Cagliari Sampdoria looks like probably Sampdoria at this point but talks are still alive with Cagliari um Nandez they still have Volta Birsa. I think they're actually one uh, decent central defender away from potentially fighting for a Europa League place and like I said Brescia I like what they've done with Balotelli I still think that they need to reinforce particularly in the midfield but they held on to tonali which was very very important um i think that could actually be a good match i wouldn't be surprised if pridesha got a point from that yeah what about you chloe
2: um I'd, i i am um, looking forward to seeing interplay on monday night because i think the fact that they're playing lecce means that lukaku could well score on his debut i, I think um it'd be really really good to see um him get a run out and you know, against uh, one of the newly promoted sides as well. I just I, I can just imagine him <laughs> getting at least one goal against them. Um, so yeah, I think I think that looks like an interesting one.
1: Um, for me it's uh, it's actually part of my Juventus because I'm I'm very interested to see how Juventus play. Uh, under 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 the sarri uh you know how, how they they've reacted to his way of training and, and his way of playing and also because parma have been one of one of the you know they've they've signed some really interesting players this summer and and they play a very interesting uh they play very attacking uh football which is uh i think we could see a, a goal fest uh, in that in that game and they have some very quick players in uh, Caramo uh, Gervinho and uh, uh, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm really I'm really keen to see to see to see that game uh, and 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 also uh, you know uh, inter I, I would be lying if I didn't s- you know say that I'm, I'm I'm really interested to see how Antonio Conte's Inter react uh, at a packed San Siro against a, a Lecce that you know that, that they've got 2000 fans coming up from from the south and and, and everything that comes with it. So uh, now it, it's those two games that are, are really interesting for me. Sorry, before we go, should we should we shouldn't we predict Capocamilli as well?
0: Oh, well,
1: that's <laughs> why, a good not? why not? Why yeah. not?
0: I, I I didn't do my my homework for this one. You know, my heart for some reason because Nima uh, Inter handed Mister Icardi a shirt number after this i I don't even want to get into it because he was linked to roma and everybody was telling me it was going to happen and i tried warning everybody it was never going to happen um i part of me thinks Nima that they are going to realize that they can't get anybody else and they're going to put him back into the team is that the sense you get because if that's the case he is my vote for capo
1: Um, I, I think uh, you know I could I, I'd have to talk for about 20 minutes to explain why the disaster that could ensue if he stays and and all the different scenarios that clearly Inter have n't you know that no one has planned for because they thought that when they said publicly that he's not part of the project he would leave uh, but in yeah, he's he, staying. Embrace yeah, the madness, my friend. It is absolutely it. insane that he is staying, uh, and it, and it seems that he, he's refusing to accept even Juve by, by the sounds of everything. So if he's staying, um, you know, I, I think it will take quite a bit before he's reintegrated into into a starting uh, lineup. Uh, to be honest, but um, I for me it's it's uh, I think Piontek will really benefit from Gianpaolo's brand of football. Uh, as will uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, as will I think Lukaku. As he's, you know, I, I think he's 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 gonna score so many goals. I mean, he's got so much so much to prove. You he, he can tell that he he's really comfortable and happy with life. He absolutely loves Conte, who loves him, and he wants to you know show everyone wrong for criticizing him so much at Man United. So. I, for me, it's one of Piontek, uh, Ronaldo and, and Lukaku. And Chloe?
2: Um, Nikola Kalinic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh no, no
0: joking. <laughs> That's I, where you say,
2: <laughs> No, um, for me, it's Lukaku. I, I really do think mm. um, he's had a bad time at Manchester United. Um there was all that silly stuff about him being overweight and then he posted that picture um where he's clearly not overweight and I think that against some of the weaker teams he could really he could really destroy them with his um you know with his speed and his his physical presence I just I just you know I think I think it's going to be him
0: yeah so hold on after Nima spoke I I have to retract my half-hearted prediction because otherwise, I'm going to receive more stick than I generally receive. Um, I mean, do we. I, I find this surprising, too. Uh, Dibala, are, are we just writing him off? Like, was last season that bad that we're not even going to. I don't consider think it works
2: with Ronaldo. I just. I don't. I don't. I mean, even if he stays, I'm not sure that he's going to have a good season.
0: I don't know. I mean, Piontek, Nima is a good shout. Um, Obviously, playing that Gianpaolo brand of football alongside another striker, I think could do him really... Really well. Um, look, look out yeah. for
1: uh, the that I think Milan's uh, I forget his name the the new signing uh, from Portugal. Oh,
2: uh, Leao is it Leo? Yeah,
1: I think he he's going to be a revelation in the Serie. He was he's a he's a very good player and I think he's going to. He's gonna be be one of those standout breakthrough players this season. Um, at uh, uh, no, I think I think Milan Milan's problem won't be scoring goals. I think Milan's problem will be trying not to concede them. Um, and and I think mm. that's what will ultimately keep them from the fourth spot because I think Roma's back four is is really good. I really rate uh, Mancini. I think the fullbacks are more than. Uh, good enough to finish fourth in this league. Um, so, no, you don't have Juan Jesus and uh, David Santon starting. So that already there, you're going to concede, and Robin Olson, so already there, you're going to concede about 30 less goals than you did last year. So, <laughs> um, wow.
0: Well, that that's called addition by yeah. subtraction. And again, I, I maintain had that subtraction been made sooner, maybe they would be in the Champions League, but uh, there's not enough time to even get into that. So, As I said at the top of the podcast, we will be back to react to all the matches after the weekend, after the match day is complete. Uh, You will have our full reaction. And as I said, uh, a few days later, we will be doing very short. It won't be nearly this long because this is going to end up just under an hour. Um, We will be doing the previews throughout the season and the reactions throughout the season as well. So you'll be getting two, you'll be hearing from us twice per week. So very excited and very much looking forward to that. So as always, thank you for listening. If you could leave us a a rating wherever you're hearing us, uh, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google, wherever, please leave us a review. It really, really helps. So again, thank you for listening. And until next time, everybody, bye-bye.